Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to me. Yay! Today's Valentine's Day, <coughs> uh, February 14, 2022. It's 12.34 p.m., and it is a beautiful, sunny but cold day here in Central Florida. Ah, how did I sleep last night? You might want to know about my restless leg syndrome. Uh, always the first topic on mind. I went to the Sprouts Market and bought L3 and 8. L3 and 8 is a very good product for restless leg syndrome, for mine anyway. I took about three times the dose recommended on the package, and I had a very good night's sleep. You are listening to The Dave Fremlin Show. Take to share with anyone who's interested out there. Um, it takes a so, super uh, duper long time yeah. to Yay. boot it up. Um, and so, I, anyways, and now tonight I'm going to not give you some information. Yay! A doctor. Um, which I forgot what it is. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Yay! I guess we'll see what happens, right? So, if you have restless leg syndrome, and you are having difficulty, I highly recommend L3 and 8. I don't remember how I came across it. I read a lot of blogs. I read a lot of information about restless leg syndrome, and I experiment a lot. And sometimes, somewhere along the line, I read something that said L3 and 8 for sleep. And I started taking L3 and 8, and I also read that it's not good to take too many other types of magnesium right before bed. So I take a lot of different spectrums of magnesium because you need all of the amino acids. But I have at bedtime limited it to only L3 and 8 and I'm finding my sleep. Oh boy, I'm telling you, up until yesterday, I had had several really terrible nights in a row. And last night, it was like a heavenly sleep. So, well, not perfect, but it was, believe me, I could live with it. If I had a sleep like that every day, I would be greatly improved in mood so speaking of mood here's what today's topic is going to be about mood mood and swings and depression and how to deal today is the 14th which means it's two months to the day since my father died and i woke up today with it i haven't really thought about it that much in the last little while but Today, I woke up with it heavy on my mind. I'm thinking a lot about my dad today. And uh, it's causing me, I can't really describe. I've talked to somebody else this morning who lost a parent within the last year. And their experience is very similar to mine in that it's not really a feeling I can describe. I can't really say, oh, I have this. Oh, I feel, I can describe it as, I feel a, an undefined anxiety that wants to attribute itself to multiple other things. It's a feeling, a visceral feeling in the pit of my stomach of something being unright. Um, uh, a depression that feels heavy and a dread of doing anything and a dread of not doing anything. So like a desire to do something, 
not able to choose what thing to do, and then a dread of not doing anything because then that leaves all those hours in the day to just be not comfortable. So there's that is the only and a, a heaviness and a, a level of confusion that is stifling. And that is how I can describe it. And it's been going on since my father died, actually since before that, but it got way worse when dad died. And today it's particularly uncomfortable for me. And so I decided to do the topic, although I have a lot of other topics to talk about, believe me, with, there's so much stuff going on in the world of politics and conspiracy theories and whatnot, and COVID. But I really feel uh, a desire to talk about how I'm getting through this um, this state of depression because it's, it's significant. So I got up today and I kind of wanted to cancel everything and just do nothing. And then I thought, well, that would not be good. And then I have this improv class tonight and we have an assignment. I feel uncomfortable with it. And I kind of want to like not go to the class. And then I thought, well, am I not wanting to go to the class because I'm uncomfortable with the assignment? Or am I not wanting to go to the class because I feel this depression about my dad? And then I go, and in either case, is it acceptable <laughs> to not go to the class? I mean, I could, it's acceptable because I'm an adult and I can miss two classes and I've not missed any. And there are makeup classes available. So it's acceptable. But I thought, am I doing myself any favors by not going to the class or am I would I do myself better by pushing myself through it and I thought a little bit about it and I and I'm not I haven't made up my mind yet because it really is going to depend how I feel at six o'clock but my ultimate idea and this is why I'm sharing it in a podcast is my ultimate idea is I think that when for me when I'm suffering in a type of depression like this, to try to keep things as normal as possible would be a good idea. So after my podcast, I'm going to go to the gym like I always do. And I'm going to go do the things on a, on a, like maybe I'll go for a bike ride. I don't know. What I usually would do on a Monday afternoon, I'm going to try to keep my, you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin show on Podbean. <laughs> Stressful things to a minimum, such as paying bills and worrying about money and things like that. Keep it to a, a minimum. And then tonight, I instead of just blowing off the class and saying, well, I'm going to decide on my own, I don't know if this was stupid or smart, but I feel like if I have some encouragement, to go to the class, I feel like I would go. So I thought I would tell the teacher that I am in this mood today and would it be okay if he could send me some encouragement to go to class? So I just wrote a, ni a nice email saying, uh, I just wrote him an email saying, you know, if you could take the time to encourage me to come to class tonight, I'm having a bad time with depression and I don't want to bring the class down, but I I uh, would like encouragement to come. And so we'll see what happens. I, I hope that he will encourage me to come. I'm not going to, you know, blame him if he doesn't, and I'm not going to make my 
decision on that, but I could use encouragement and I think that it would go a long way. And my point in even bringing that up, I'm a little rambly today, aren't I? My point in bringing that up was to say that a, a very healthy thing a person can do during a state of depression is to to put you don't want to like make yourself vulnerable okay in my opinion i don't want to tell people where my weaknesses are because i don't trust people but i think that it's perfectly fine to express hey i'm having a, a difficulty today and if you could just do this one thing for me it would go a long way i think that's a perfectly benign way to ask for assistance with the very specific thing. In fact, I just had an epiphany. You know, I've gone to a lot of meetings and therapy and things and they always say, oh, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. And I have always had the worst difficulty with that. And you know what I just figured out? I figured out that the problem that I've had is not about, it's not about the asking of help. It's the fact that I haven't asked correctly in a specific way for what I need. And then that, because I'm never happy with the answer. I go, I need your help. I need your help. And then somebody tries to help me and I'm pissed off at them. But what if I've never given them the answer to what it is I actually need help with? And it just occurred to me that specificity and conciseness is a very good way to ask for help. If I just say, look, I'm struggling today, I need your help. That's pretty nebulous and it sort of doesn't really give anybody a good opportunity to help me because they're kind of going, what do you need? And then you're pissed off at them because you're like, oh, what the, I figured out, you should know me, I don't know, whatever, resentful. But if I say, you know, I woke up today and I'm having a state of depression and grief and I'm not feeling very creative, but I want to go to the class. And what I would really like it is if you could encourage me to come. It's very specific. It's about a very specific thing. It's about this class. And it's about encourage me in this way. I didn't say blow smoke up my ass and tell me, oh, the class isn't the same without you, blah, blah, blah. No, I want you to encourage me to power through my own feelings of insecurity and grief and come to the class and I told you how to do it send an email with some encouragement it will go a long way and I just had this epiphany about specificity I think in the past when I've asked people for help I haven't been specific enough and I think it leads to a position where the nebulous cry for help is too difficult for people to understand and I think that then by saying this is what I need and today I did that. I feel pretty proud of it. I don't know why I'm so glowing about this one dumb thing. But it, 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 I, I wrote a very simple request for a very specific type of help that is not expressing that I am weak uh, or giving any kind of like, you know, ammunition about my own insecurities. It's simply saying for this particular class for tonight, I would like encouragement to come to the class because I'm going through a bad day. And uh, so that is why I brought it up for this podcast because it's right there fresh on my mind and I think it's a very helpful piece of information. I hope I can remember it in the future.
Anyways, moving on. So the rest of the podcast I'm going to talk about is really the basics of what I do to deal with when I have a day like this, when I just feel so totally depressed. Um, I think it's very important to continue with keeping everything as normal as possible. So today is going to be, and also, I'm Dave Fremland, and you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremland Show. I don't over complicate. I try to simplify. Simplify. So if I start thinking about my class at 6 p.m. and it's only quarter to one, that's like way too many things ahead of now. What I think about right now is finishing my podcast, what's in front of me, then editing the podcast, what's in front of me, then the next thing, then the next thing, then the next thing, one thing at a time. When I wake up and I'm really overwhelmed or stressed or have this nebulous, uncomfortable feeling and I wonder how am I going to just get through everything, I take it all the way down to what is the very next thing in front of me and I concentrate on doing that one thing and when any other thing enters into my mind, I push it out. I say, you're not the thing I'm doing right now. So let's say that I'm brushing my teeth and I'm brushing my teeth and all of a sudden I think, oh my God, I got a da-da-da-da-da thing. No, I tell that thought, excuse me, right now I'm brushing my teeth. When I'm finished brushing my teeth, I'm going to then deal with the next thing. You are not on that list for right now. Go away. It doesn't take that long. That's I like really dragged it out to give you every like piece of the thought. It really happens in like a snap where I just go, be gone, you thought. You're not right now. But it can be persistent. And then when I finish with this, so like right now I'm doing my podcast and if a thought comes into my head, oh my God, I got to brush my teeth. No, it's the thought for later. Right now I'm doing the podcast and then the next thing. And I find that it sounds very simplistic, doesn't it? It sounds like so overly simplistic. But the truth is that it is very overly simplistic, but it is so, it it works. And I think, and I don't want to be a scientist and tell you this is the dynamic or that is the dynamic, but in a way, when I think about the way that people meditate, when I learned how to meditate, I learned how to concentrate on breathing. Just think about the breathing. Whenever a thought comes into my head, just let it go. And isn't that kind of the same as concentrating on, I'm just making the bed. I'm just straightening the blanket. I'm just fluffing the pillow. And any other thought that comes in just goes away. I'm fluffing the pillow right now. Is that not the same as I'm taking a breath right now? I mean, it doesn't involve the like concentrating on the breathing, but you are breathing while you're fluffing pillows and making a bed. And instead of thinking, I'm breathing, no, you're thinking I'm fluffing the pillow. It's a concentration 
on a single task or a single thought that pushes all the other things away, focuses the mind. So isn't it like the way that I'm actually managing my overwhelm and depression, isn't it almost like a walking meditation? Like actually meditation in practicality? Instead of taking a moment and sitting on the floor and making everything quiet, which it really doesn't work for me. Instead, I'm concentrating on the single next task at hand. Isn't that basically the same? I mean, isn't it? Think about it. So in my opinion, and I'm not a doctor, I'm not of you know, any of these things. In my opinion, from my own experience, when I have this sense of anxiety, overwhelm, depression, um, nebulous pain or discomfort, concentrating on the very next task at hand. What am I doing right now? And focusing on, I'm washing dishes right now. Okay. It is a, a almost 100% surefire uh, I don't want to say cure, a surefire solution that almost invariably works. And I have found it consistently works for me. And so I know this is now a very short podcast, but I'd rather say the thing I need to say and make it short than drag it on and on and make it boring and not make sense. And lately I've been listening to several podcasts. I find when I listen to podcasts, a half hour or less keeps my attention better. So I'm making this one sort of short. And, uh, you know, the, the topic is very focused. And we'll, the talk, topic is focus. I'm focused on focus. So anyways, I hope you have a great day. And um, we'll talk to you very soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by Dave Fremlin and is a Dave Fremlin production. Thank you for listening.